Hello and welcome to the Greg Fearon podcast with your host Greg Fearon and today I have the awesome twosome Rene Ekberg <laughs> and Neva Gal are back for the fourth time is this? I don't know wow. all, all I can think of is we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. That's a horror, a horror film like that isn't there? Um, <laughs> welcome ladies how are you? Well thanks thanks Greg um, I'm doing well. We were just chatting. We're uh, we're waiting for spring to come over here in Wisconsin. It's been chilly, rainy, and uh, the snow is gone here. But I guess there's still ice up north. So <laughs> and, and then, it's May. And Susan jumps in with, "Well, it was really nice here." <laughs> yes, yesterday, Monday. yesterday, <laughs> we have these we have these singleton days. Uh, yeah. I just got back from Florida, so I'm oh, like, I, I I'm a, I'm convinced I am a warm weather girl now, for sure. When are you moving? I could do that. Um, you know, I'm not ruling that out. <laughs> I'm not ruling that out ever. I always thought I would, but I, I'm not. I can't stand winter anymore. I because we never get snow here anymore. You know, it's just gross. And then I don't like spring at all. It's just full of allergies for me. So I would rather oh, just yeah. go from winter to summer and just be done with the stuff in the middle. You know. Awesome. So, ladies, let's dig in. I know we've got a whole lot to talk about, and as ever. We'll try and keep the we'll try and keep it concise, but that never happens, does it? So, <laughs> um, so one of the big topics we wanted to talk about, and we're going to go with yours first, Susan, was the whole relationship with exercise. What's been coming up for you? What's that about? Yeah, I feel like I see so many people they're exercising in order to lose weight. That's why they're doing it, and I feel like that relationship is in for big trouble if that's why you're doing it because you're going to end up punishing yourself. You know, you're going to do uh, exercise after the fact, maybe if you overate or something, cause you think you're going to, you know, da- uh, help the damage that you might've done. God forbid that you go out to eat. Um, and, and you may even do some preemptive exercise to make room for something, a special event. And, and, you know, the thing is this, that's not why we exercise. We don't exercise to lose weight. And I think that this needs to be stressed a lot. We exercise because we want to get stronger, build muscle, improve our heart health, improve our mindset, you know, improve our joints, all those things. This is why we exercise. And if we can keep that relationship separate from the food relationship, you know, we always talk about the food and that relationship, which is obviously very important and drives so many things, but it should not bleed over into exercise. We need to keep that relationship separate because I feel like our health, first of all, is number one. And, and that's why we're doing it for our overall health. But, but I also feel like when you take exercise in that way and the, use it for that purpose, you see the results you want to see, right? You, you don't have to confuse and say, well, I've got to do an extra 30 minutes on the bike today because I did blah, 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 blah. It just comes up a lot. And the whole more is better. You know, like, I think I need to do more and more and more and more and more. Um, and a lot of that is driven by your relationship with food, right? You, you, you're, you're trying to make up for something or change something or help something by doing more working out, you know, and let's face it, that's the easiest thing we can change. You know, we can easily add a class, do this, do that, do that, blah, blah. You know, um, I just feel like it's, it's something that gets lost in the food relationship shuffle. You know, we focus so much on the food relationship, which is great. We, We need to do that. But we also need to look at the relationship with exercise and maybe how we can improve that. And breathe. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you took a breath in that whole yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am a musician, so we kind of almost circular breathe, you know? We, Why? Okay. <laughs> so, it's you know. I need to master. 
Renee, is this something you see as well? I, you know, I think that while Susan was saying that, I, I started to think back to myself. And that is honestly, you know, I wonder how many people, um, I mean, we say it all the time, but I, I, I find so many people don't know that. Like, I didn't know that. I thought that if I would just run more and become a runner and do more cardio, I would lose weight. I just, I just didn't know, you know, and I think it's like, we keep saying it, we keep saying it and get it out to the masses because it's just, I just heard it again on Sunday. Someone just said to me, I was trying to lose weight. I, I ate less and I exercised, you know, it, and you're right. That correlation with, you know, food and, and the exercise. And then we start to resent the exercise because it's like, well, I'm doing everything I can. But the, the key is not like Susan said, not to put those two together, keep them in a separate camp. And then working on that relationship with your exercise and finding something you love so that you actually enjoy it. And it, and it improves your life overall, not because it's going to help you lose weight because it's, that's separate. But is that why we see so many of these um, do the, do this exercise for belly fat? Oh yeah. Exercise to build your booty kind of thing. And because people are seeing their favorite influencers train five, six, seven times a week, they feel that, I need to do that in order to get that, that body. Right. Right. Or, or you eat in tiny containers uh, for 21 days and then automatically you're going to look like the person who does that, <laughs> you know, yeah, so the people that look, they're not, yeah, they're, they're not doing, they're doing a lot more than what they they're letting on or what they advertise. Or, or eating a lot less than that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I feel like, um, you know, the, the whole, whenever somebody talks about, I'm struggling to lose weight, the first thing out of their mouth is all the workouts they're doing. Right. Yes. That is almost invariably the first thing they talk about. And they go through, you talk about me in one breath, they go in one breath and they do this whole long thing. <laughs> right. And, and all the classes that they're doing, they're going to add this. Oh, I'm going to train for a half marathon too. And I'm going to, da, 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 and, da, da, da. and it's just like, ah. and then, then you're like, you have not mentioned one single word about a thing that will actually help you lose weight, which is your food, you know? And so it gets messed up that way that, you know, the whole mm-hmm weight loss card. They're, they're focusing on training, being the driver of that instead of nutrition, being the driver of that car. And, and that relationship, you know, it's complicated, but you have to understand nutrition's in charge of your weight loss. Always training is a great complement to that. And then it's going to also improve your health while you're losing weight. So, you know, win-win. It's it's really funny when I first take on a client often, I'll say, we're going to exercise less. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they freak out. They're like, oh, my God. Panic. Yeah. Right? Panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Yeah. Uh, been yeah. there, done that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I, I like, you know, I like to tell clients, you know, we're going to we're going to dial in the nutrition to change the, the your weight to lose the weight. But then we're going to add the strength training to change how you look. That's what's going to you know change how you look. Because a lot of women think, well, if I lose the weight, you know, and I, and if I do cardio, but they're not building any muscle to change how they look once they've lost the weight, they don't understand that piece of it as well. For the body recomposition part of the right. program. Yeah. So looking toned rather than just losing weight as it were. Right. Being a smaller version of your, of what you are, you know, which is what happens, right? It, it, they, right. They, they don't, 
look the way they end up thinking they're going to look. Right. You know, if they don't add in some strength training. And, and that's why I know we, all three of us have said this multiple times that, you know, you don't have to love strength training. I mean, some people just don't, I can't imagine that, but some people don't, <laughs> but that's okay. But it's important enough where you need to include it some way, shape or form in your life, you know, at some point, you know, if you love doing Zumba, you love doing another class kind of thing, whatever, cool, do it, do it, do it, do it. But you do need to get some weight lifting, some strength training in a couple days a week, maybe not for an hour, two hours, but just a, something so you can maintain mass and maybe even try to build a little bit of mass. So as you grow older, your life will continue to be more functional. That's number one. And then you can also potentially change how you look. Yes. What we're saying is diet for weight, exercise for shape, I guess is the message, right? Yeah. And exercise for health you know, mm. overall health. Exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah, functional mobility. And as you age. Yeah. I, I had a conversation with a client just yesterday where she said, it feels good that I can lift things and carry things without having to ask for help anymore. And she's in her fifties and she's loving it. And that's what you want to hear more of, right? Absolutely. Oh, and let me tell you, you want that, <laughs> you know, I look back on 50 now and think, God, that was a nice time. I wish I could go back there. Jesus. Um, yeah. It, it's more prevalent every day for me. I, I feel this every day, especially with the injuries and things I have going on. It's um, and, and I see it so often with other people that it is so important to have strength as you get older. I mean, just for a, a more functional life or a more pleasant life, mm. um, being able to do whatever you want to do as you get older in eighties and nineties and things like that. So, and, and the, the, I think the issue is too, that people that are much younger, even 50 and younger, it's hard to see down that far down a road. I yep. mean, it is. And I, I remember when I was a school counselor talking to the kid, the middle school kids about college or high school, they're like, what are you talking about? I'm in seventh grade, you know, but <laughs> it, they can't see beyond the next day. And that's kind of true for all of us to a degree. It's hard. I'll get to it later. Or, you know, it's not really on top of me until it is. Mm. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just appears out of nowhere, doesn't it? It just all of it's, a sudden it's like it's here. It seems to be that way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, and, and if it's not yourself, it may be people in your life. You know, for me, um, it's it's people around me, and I'm seeing it more and more. And people, family members, asking me, you know, what to do. And I've been told I'm um, pre-diabetic, and what do I do? And it has just hit me really recently in the past month, probably, just how important it is. And and I I heard it. Um, I was actually on on hold on a, on a call at a well for a wellness place. And, um, on hold, the, the recording said it's easier to stay well than to get well. And I just think of that as we age, you know, get well mm -hmm. and, and stay well as you age, because man, you get, you know, older and then you're trying to get well, it's going to be a lot more difficult. You know, cool. that's such a great quote, actually. I love that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Because that's exactly what it is, right? It, you're yeah. If you want to try to play catch up when you're in your seventies, my God, that's going to be freaking harder than it is to yes. um, maintain something. Right. So why do we, why do we let it go? What, what's the, what's the mindset? What, what's going on for that? What, what are your thoughts? Why life, we... I think, I think we I think use so. life as, as our reason, right? Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. and before we know it, that 
that week of not working out or whatever has turned to a month of really inconsistent behaviors because we're just absorbed in either family or work or whatever. I mean, it's easy yep. to let happen, you yep. know, and at some point I know people in the inner circle, when this happens, they're like, how did I let this happen? You get to that point and you're like, how did I let this happen? But mm-hmm. I think over time, you know, over time it happens. Um, I think to all of us, I mean, it certainly happened to me. Um, it, yeah. You know, I think, I think we've all let things go because of family and job and career, whatever, blah, 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 normal stuff. But I think we have to be acutely aware, especially, you know, as you, as you start getting up there in age, you know, you need to be acutely aware of your continuum. I'm acutely aware that my life continuum is getting smaller and I am very much aware of what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. why I'm doing it, you know? And I think that once you become aware, I think it's a little easier, but man, it's easy, I think, to, to let it go and not even. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden retirement is, is staring in the face or a yeah. spouse or a sibling yeah. and boom, you're not well. And now you're slowing down even more yeah. and you don't know where to begin. And you feel like you're, you're trying to play catch up from the last 30 years. And, and often what happens, I guess, is people say, and I've heard this recently, you know, oh, I'm okay as I am. It's that settling for, for feeling this way when you don't have to. No, you don't have to at all. I, I spoke at a gym in Florida. That's why I was down there. Um, basically, to a, it was a bunch of middle-aged women. I mean, it was fantastic. And I got that vibe from a couple of them. Like, they thought that's exactly what they thought. Mm. That, you know, why bother? I can't anymore, you know, um, because they've been led to believe that, you know. Mm. And, and either, even some doctors, you know, they get out of their wheelhouse a little bit. They get into a wheelhouse that's not theirs and they start saying some stuff. You know, you shouldn't lift weights anymore. I'm like, what? You got to slow down, yeah? What? <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, slowing down is the worst thing you can do. Taking your foot off the gas pedal is absolutely the worst thing you can do. You should be doing just the opposite. You know, full speed ahead, baby. <laughs> Love absolutely. It. Love it. So, I just want to switch gears a second. Um, there's been a lot of things that I've seen on social media now about calories versus hormones and especially around menopause. And we know that hormones, have, you're changing, especially, you know, perimenopause into menopause, hormones are changing. But what's the biggest factor? Is it calories or is it hormones or is it both? <laughs> that was a- you want to go well, first let's or not? See. Well, let's see. Where <laughs> should we begin? <laughs> well, I think, you know, I have, uh, I, I, I have a number of clients who are in this wheelhouse and, and they, they want to immediately go to the hormones and that they want that to be the first go-to. Well, it must be my hormones. Well, my metabolism must have slowed down drastically. I can't lose weight. It's the hormones. It's the metabolism. And it's like, well, wait a minute. We don't know that. Why are you settling for that? Again, settling for saying, well, that's what it must be. And this is, I'm doomed to this life because um, I actually have a client who, who said that to me, but I'm, but I'm in menopause now, so I can't. Hmm. And I said, if that were true, then, then every woman in menopause would be overweight. And she said, well, most are. And it's like, well, then you're just going to settle for that. You're just going to say, well, then I guess that's what happened and I can't do anything about it. So I guess that's my life. No, we're not, we don't do that. <laughs> but the, the first thing is always to let's start with the calories. Let's see where you're at. What are you eating? How much are you eating? Let's, let's work on just finding 
where your maintenance level is at and let's see what we can do. And when everything else is ruled out, you know, have you had blood work done? Do we know it's hormones after we've, you know, really worked on the calorie end of it first? That's what, that's what my take is on it. You know, I, I, I mean, I agree with all that too. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I like to ask people, what do you think the hormones do? Like, what do you think they actually are doing to keep you from losing weight? You know, it does, and they don't know. They just have heard that, right? Right. Because I guess the important thing to remember here is hormones make things challenging. Yes. And could it be that you, you are having some hormonal issues, whatever that is, by the way, you know, I mean, right. it's a big umbrella. Okay. But we'll just leave it there, but you could be having hormonal issues. Um, and you can still lose weight. It just might mean that guess what? Your calories may have to be a little bit lower than what you would love them to be, you know? And, and because you don't want to go down there and, and that might be a good decision for you. I don't know, but maybe you don't want to go down that low. Okay. You're assuming now, well, the hormones aren't letting me do it. No, you're keeping yourself from, from digging in and, and getting over this hormone hump. You know, it, it hormones, it, you know, it depends on, on what's happening, to be honest with you. And, and if you were diagnosed with something, generally speaking, a doctor can probably help you in some way, shape or form with a, you know, medically to, to help with whatever your specific issue might be. But the bottom line is this, the science of losing weight doesn't change with or without hormones. I mean, you know what I mean? We all yeah. got hormones. They're always going to be here. <laughs> So, you know, you eat less than your body needs and you're going to lose weight. It's just a matter of finding that number. And then we have to be consistent with that. We can't try it for a few days and say nothing works, you know, which I find is the, the default, right? Yes. We try something, the scale spiked. Oh my God. Um, you know, see, it, work. it doesn't work. I'm it gaining work. weight. <laughs> Somehow we gained weight overnight, you know, and then we're thinking it's fat. I gained fat all in one night, you know, and then we go down the emotion thing, right? So now emotion is, not, is, is running the show. And when you allow that to happen, you have screwed yourself from one end to the other. It, it, it there, there's no, I mean, you will be forever spinning your wheels as soon as emotion drives that car. And, and that's a big issue. Um, I recently read a study where they had um, some ladies track their calories. Or, well, they asked them to guess how many calories they had. Um, and I have to share the study with you. It's awesome. The biggest percentage of the group, so about 30 to 40%, underreported by between 2,400 and 4,000 calories. Call me surprised, <laughs> you know, Knock me over. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, I'll tell you though, I, I, I feel like, and to put it out there, I honestly feel like a lot of people don't like try to be deceiving about that necessarily. Right. right? I think a lot of people are mindlessly consuming that many calories. And, and I know some people are like, how, how can you mindlessly consume? Well, when you grab handfuls and stuff all day long, guess what? The grand total is going to be somewhere like that. And, but they're mindless calories because they don't fill you up. So you don't feel like you have a stuffed belly, you know, as opposed to when you go out to eat and you're full and you eat more than normal, your belly feels, it almost feels fat, right? Because it's got food in it, duh. Um, so it's going to feel bigger, but when you snack and nibble all day long, you never get that feeling, right? You never get the feedback that you're full. And so right, or, you keep yeah. doing it. 
if you're not tracking every single thing, like the oil you're cooking with or the yeah. creamer that you're putting in your coffee or the, the liquid calories that you may be consuming that you're not even thinking about, right? you're not tracking it and that can add up so fast. Oh yeah. It's always, there's always this thing that calorie counting is obsessive. Um, and obviously we know that it can impact people who are vulnerable about and their relationships with food. But if you track it and really accurate and be honest with yourself, it can show you so many things, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, tracking, yeah, tracking is not meant to be a lifelong thing, but you certainly can't make progress if you don't know everything that you're eating and you're not keeping track of it in the beginning. Hmm. You have to have a baseline of, you have to know what you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. And a great exercise is just to have people write everything down on a piece of paper, everything they put in their mouth. And I, I really am a stickler about the paper thing and, and pencil, like write it because when yep. you take the time to write something, it's in here. And yeah. the last thing you want up here is another handful of chips. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> you right. know, and, or and, if you're and in doing it as, as you're eating it or before you eat it, even if you're trying to do it at the end of the day, when you're tired and you just want to go to bed, forget it. If you're trying to do it the next day and you're thinking, let's see, what did I what did I eat yesterday? There's no way. I mean, I've, I've done that. I've tried to, you know, let's see, did I eat that yesterday? I don't know. Oh yeah, that's right. And I also ate, (laughs) it always comes back to you after, after the fact, but there's no way you can accurately track if you're doing it after, after the fact. Yeah, no way. What what are the reasons that your clients have given you for not tracking or for, for shying away from it? Too busy. They hate it. (laughs) <laughs> we will hate it at one Big point one. i hate it i hate I doing think, it <laughs> i think one thing that, that that people say to me when they when they first do is they feel like they have to track carbs fats protein they have to do all of this right and that mm-hmm. is overwhelming that's overwhelming to it is yeah and yep. then they talk in percentages and my mind just blow i mean my head yeah. explodes. i don't even know what you're talking about 40 percent of what i'd stop with the percentages it's not For the average person that wants to lose weight, you don't need to do that. And so you're making it 50 million times harder on yourself than it needs to be, you know, simplifying it down to calories and then protein, hopefully, um, is, is really the the way to do it. And it it seems a lot less cumbersome, but even for somebody who's new to tracking, that can seem like a lot. So, you know, I, I have them start with one meal, do one meal, one, one meal a day, pick your meal, but practice, practice tracking one meal and then Mm -hmm. it it can expand into two meals kind of once they get their rhythm and they, they kind of start eating variations of the same thing. And so you kind of start to know, you know, you build your repertoire a little bit, you know, it's like anything else you, you build the habits. That reminds me when I, when I started coaching with you, Susan, you had me write everything down. And I just remember thinking, I'm so sick of writing everything down. I'm just not going to eat as much. Oh, (laughs) light bulb moment. (laughs) sick of writing this all down i'm not gonna eat it i don't want to write it down i'll show her <laughs> <laughs> i didn't oh write today <laughs> love that brilliant yeah. but what about starvation mode i mean that because that's the big thing that i'm hearing a lot is starvation mode my metabolism is broken and it's driving me crazy that is probably the biggest overplayed something on the history of the earth. Um, you know, my damaged metabolism, you know, 
I don't think people understand what it takes for you to actually damage your metabolism. Mm. And I can tell you, it's not what you're doing. <laughs> you know, it's not that. Um, I think people confuse adaptation to damage. Like, and, and I think there is a, di- you know, there obviously is a difference. Most, I, I don't know if I've met anyone that has damaged their metabolism. I mean, if you've had an eating disorder, something severe in, severe in your life, maybe you could potentially be in that category. But for most people, you, you're just adapting. And that's a normal part of the process. The cool thing is you can or, you know, send it the other way too. It's very easy to do, but it is normal. And it's not a death sentence. It doesn't mean you're done losing weight. It just means that your body has adjusted, which it's going to adjust when you keep doing the same thing over and over as it does in the gym, for instance, your body's going to adapt there too. So now you have to make a little change. And maybe the time, the thing to change is maybe you bring some calories back in because that is going to help get you revved up again. If you want to talk about it that way, build, you know, get in the gym, build some muscle, work hard, lift a lot of heavy weight. All of that's going to get you cranked up and going again. And then you head back down into your deficit or something, you know? I always ask the question, so how do people starve? And normally it's tumbleweed after that. And like, oh, because <laughs> it only seems like starvation mode happens in the West. It never happens in poorer countries. It's, it's really weird. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't understand. You know, for people that truly are starving, that tr- in countries that they don't have much food, you know, first of all, huge. Can you imagine being one of them and hearing? people talk about starvation, you know, I would just want to slap people silly about that because they don't understand that it makes no sense. And again, if you get emotion out of it, the emotion of I'm not losing weight, I'm panicking. There's something, there must be something wrong. I'm a victim, right? right? right. I am a victim. And becomes- that mentality is the whole problem because things are happening to you. And yeah. when, when, when you are a victim, you will perpetually spin your wheels. And, and I just say, forget the victim, be the victor, you know, get out yeah. of it because you can. Yeah. Because you're looking, they're looking for an excuse and, and thinking, well, that must be it. That sounds yeah. logical. That sounds like that must be what happened. Mm-hmm. When I had COVID a year and a half ago, I mean, I, I lost nearly two stone just like that because I didn't want to eat. Right. I was living on wine. In fact, I had wine gums and Lucas acres. That was the only thing that I could taste and that I enjoyed eating because I lost my taste. Oh, really? Yeah, it was horrible. I was awful, awful. So even my favorite foods, my chicken and all that stuff, could not eat it. So I lived on wine gums and Lucas aid. So a little bit like wine, wine gum. What are, what is that? Um, They're soft, like chewy sweets that just. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. They're pretty calorific, right? A bag of them is like 600 calories. Got it. Oh, okay. Well, I'd Gummy have, beer, I'd have maybe beer. one of those a day plus some Lucas H just to get some sustenance. Yeah. yeah Did it become a texture thing since you couldn't taste food? Then the texture felt weird. The texture was okay, actually. It was more just the fact that it was the only thing that had a strong enough flavor for me to enjoy it. Wow. Everything else, everything else tasted like it was poisoned and I had to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But wow. I, I lost weight, right? <laughs> about two stone. It was like that. Gone. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. So, yeah, for all those people who are worried about starvation mode, you're probably okay. You know, and I think if people really think about that, it makes no sense. I mean, it, from right. a logical standpoint, you know, eating less than, than your body needs does not require you to, it will, you, you will not gain fat, right? 
eating less. It just doesn't make sense. It's not logical. Like, mm, right. And so then it's like, well, then why is it so prevalent kind of still really? I mean, it's maybe not as prevalent as it used to be, but it's still kind of out there. And I guess it, it's just all about emotion, you know, frustration, um, not being consistent with, with what they think they're being consistent with and mm-hmm. blaming something else, being the victim and all of that. Really good marketing. Cause there's a lot. True. Out there talking about, well, have you tried a calorie deficit and it didn't work? And obviously these people have tried the calorie calorie deficit for maybe two days. Um, So now the broken broken metabolism, they need to reverse diet. Boy, buzzword after buzzword here, right? In one sentence. I I just (laughs) sold my new program for $97. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But it's here, right? We're going to stoke your metabolism and bring you into a reverse diet and your life will be wonderful and just be magical, right? How much is it, Renee? I want it. <laughs> I want it. Yep. $59.95. Oh, For three days only. Three days yeah. only. Early bird price, right? Right. Yeah. Only that, yeah. And I think it I think a lot of the marketing around fitness plays to those emotions. Sure. Which is why people now, oh, but, well, I've tried that, so it must be this thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, people think they've tried, but they really haven't tried. You know, and I think that's kind of what it boils down to, doesn't it? They they haven't really tried anything long enough or been consistent with anything long enough to see if anything, you know, works. And the people that say the calorie deficit doesn't work for me, I'm like, come on, <laughs> you know, you're not a special snowflake. It works for everyone. The issue is hard. That you just haven't found the calorie deficit for you. Right, yet. right. Because it's difficult and they don't want to. Yeah. have it be difficult because it is it is hard it is it is absolutely gaining weight is so easy <laughs> well and, and i think that reverse diet that is really a buzzword that i've heard a lot lately um i've heard that probably more than the starvation mode thing but really the reverse diet is not anything magical it's just you're just adding calories back in to get back up to maintenance you're not it's not anything that's going to you know do anything magical for you. So hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, after you're, after you're finished with a calorie deficit, you slowly add calories back to get back to your maintenance. That's your reverse diet. I don't know what's, what's so magical about that. How do you sell it, Renee? That's the, that's the thing. You have to sell it in such a way that makes me feel like, Oh, it's that. Oh, ah. You know, what I think happens too, is when people talk about that, they show pictures of people who have done it and like, yeah. they've leaned out and they, you know, their weight might be the same or something. And everyone wants to do that. But I sure. feel like people don't understand. There's a little bit more to that picture time being probably the biggest piece that, you know, it's yeah. not, this is not like, okay, change how you look in a month kind of thing, but right. it also becomes once you find that maintenance, okay. Now your focus needs to shift on what are you doing in the gym? Because if you're not doing what you need to in the gym, you could stay in maintenance for the rest of your life. You won't change much at all. Right. So if you want that little before and after I weigh the same and I look different. um, Okay. Find that calorie component, get that settled. And now what are you doing in the gym? You know, because now that's driving the car. And because without that, you won't, you won't change much of anything. Mm -hmm. Is there a they're a fear around training hard. Yeah. I kind of feel like people are, maybe people don't know how to train hard. 
but people are also scared to train hard. Mm-hmm. Bit of both. Definitely. Uh, you know, I'm having that right now. I'm in a, in a building phase and I'm just a few pounds away from where I began with my fitness journey four years ago. And I look, I don't look anything like I did, but it's hard work. It hasn't, it doesn't happen overnight. And I definitely look different than I did four years ago. So it is a case of, you know, I, I look, I, I weigh the same, but I look a lot different. And that comes from a lot of hard work in the gym consistently, um, not half-assing your workouts, not, you know, if, if you, if you're not pushing to lift heavier, every, you know, all, every muscle cycle you're in, you're not going to make gains and it's going to be slow. It's for sure going to be slow, especially if you've been at it for a while. And I think that's a huge misconception. I mean, I think people, people think, well, if I'm in a build phase for eight weeks and then I cut, well, I'm really going to reveal some muscle, man. And that's, that's just not true. And it is a good idea. I encourage clients, let's just try this. Let's just do it for eight weeks. There is nothing wrong with that. That is the perfect way to, to just see what it feels like to feet wet in there a little bit and just a few more calories. And then, yeah, let's go back to maintenance and let's see how you feel. And then you'll, then you'll get that idea of knowing that, Hey, I, it wasn't the end of the world. I didn't, uh, you know, gain 30 pounds you know, just doing that, but I played around with it and yeah, that wasn't so bad. It kind of felt good. Yeah, I feel, I feel amazing eating all the food I'm eating and being able to train really, really hard. Now it's a, it's an awesome feeling. It's, it's a lot more fun than being hungry all the time. But is there a thing where people are scared to eat more? So they go absolutely lose weight, lose fat. And then they sort of, it's, and then Susan says, put your calories up. Oh my God. Can't do that. Yeah. I mean, sure. I I was that person too. You know, it's it when Mm -hmm. you go through decades of wanting the scale to go down and now you're trying to make it go up, you know, that that's a tough one to get around. But, uh, you know, as Renee knows, I mean, you have to do it. Um, Otherwise you will forever spin your wheels. Right. And 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 it's not a free for all. Being in, you know, being in a build is not a free for all or maintenance. Going back to maintenance does not mean you go back to all your old habits and eat the way that you used to, that will get you back to the weight you were and looking like you did. But I can eat way more now and uh, train harder and feel better. And it is still not a free for all. I still, I could eat more than I do now and I'm in a build. So it's, it's definitely, it's never a free for all. It's just being smart about it. Yeah. So apart from train hard, hit your calories consistently, wherever you're in a build or a, or a deficit or a cut, what's your biggest other thing for people to really look out for or to be doing more of? So for me, it's walking, but Hey, well, I was just going to say yeah. movement, you know, whatever that too. is, yeah. you know, it, it's so interesting. One thing that I've learned, unfortunately, the hard way is that walking is not going to be a big thing for me anymore. Um, extended periods of walking, I should say. When I was down in Florida, where I was staying right in Disney and I was walking, not I wasn't in the parks, I was more at Disney Springs and that kind of area, a lot of walking, um, 18 to 20,000 steps a day. My hip was miserable wow. uh, every night. It was awful. And so I've learned that's not good for me. <laughs> so what is good for me is movement on the elliptical that I could do all day. Just that non-impact motion because walking is still an impact. Um, and, and then the bike are the two that I can do and keep healthy, you know? So whatever that is, 
walking is great because anyone can do it. It's accessible to the, to, you know, it, it is, it is accessible to anyone essentially, right? You find what works for you. You know, if that's walking, do it. If that is riding a bike, do it. If you like to run, cool, whatever, you know, it is just some extra movement. I think that will help promote longevity as, as well. Renee, what's yours? I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> so I will. It is. It's finding something you love. And um, and I do think, as Susan mentioned before, that um, strength training needs to be part of it. But there needs to be some sort of uh, movement exercise that you really enjoy. I found um, cycling last summer and, and I'm anxious to get back out on my bike. And that's just something I love to do. That's in addition to strength training. But you have to really like it or... Uh, just keep searching for something that until you find that maybe it's swimming, maybe it's hiking, you know? Um, and then you find, you find friends and other people who like to do it as well. And it kind of opens up a whole new world for you. Yeah. I think we, we're scared to try new things. Like I started bouldering five years ago now, scarily. And I didn't think I'd like it. I don't like heights. I hate heights, <laughs> but now I love it. I can't go a week without it. Wow. wow. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, I love it. But I think that's a big thing that we don't have hobbies anymore. Literally, people work. That's true. Eat and sleep nowadays. And I don't know what's what's driving that. You know, that's a really interesting point. Someone asked me today uh, down in Florida um, about other things I like to do. I had to struggle. I was struggling to see what is it that I do that I like to do that I'm obviously not doing very much of because I can't think of it. <laughs> because I'm so immersed in all the stuff, you know, um, and, and it, it's, it's a perspective that, um, yeah, I'm really becoming more aware of, like, I want other things in my life too, more, more so than I have before. I'm immersed in work. I'm immersed in keeping my hip healthy and just my health now with all the craziness that's happened to me in the last six months, just being very aware of that. But I need to step away from that too, and find other things that I like to do. Mm-hmm that give you pleasure yeah 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 yeah. but maybe we've lost that maybe we're, we're so focused on work and things we have to do we're not being and I know it sounds really cheesy but we just lost our being part of us because we're so busy working or everything has to have a goal mm -hmm. but sometimes it can just be I'm going to chill out and read a book yeah yeah for sure like, it's it's summer. that's what I can do in the summer outside yeah. I can't wait. We've had a bit of sun. And as soon as it was, I was out there with my book, relax. Nice. Yeah. But isn't, is that society then? This whole hustle all the time. You have to be doing something productive. It, it has to have an end goal, if that makes sense. I think in this industry, it can be very much like that. I think, you know, when you see our mutual colleagues out there and people that we all follow or something, and, and it looks like they're grinding all this time and, and it, that can get in your head thinking, oh my God, I'm not working hard enough, yes. you know, or, or whatever. Um, I, I think that's a, that, that's a, a deep rabbit hole to go down to. That, um, hey, it's a great rabbit hole. I mean, social media, it's, it's always on, right? So every time I look at Instagram, Renee or Susan has posted another workout. I'm like, oh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got to go train now. <laughs> but it does feel like certain people are always there. And, it, and it's not that they are. Yeah. It's just the impression that it gives. Right. So then we think we have to follow suit with that too. And 
it's not the I case. Got, I have to say, I, you know, my my cynicism will probably pop through here, but I've I've gotten beyond that now. I think I just don't care about that anymore. I did, I desperately did for a while. And I feel like I look back on that time and think, yeah, my quality of life wasn't as good. Um, my health certainly was, I wasn't sleeping. You know, there were just so many things that you don't feel in the moment when you're in it that I can look back on and think, wow, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no. I, you know, that continuum I talked about earlier. Yeah. I, I looked that way. Look and said, no, you know, I, I, you know, it, it's interesting this age I have had within the last two months, a childhood friend passed away. One of my very best friends here passed away and a college friend that passed away yesterday. And I wow. remember my parents telling me, I don't know how old they were when they said this, maybe a little bit older, but I remember them saying that um, they, they all, they were losing all their friends, right? Essentially. Um, and they stopped going to funerals because there were too many, too many of them. My dad just couldn't do it anymore. And I feel that I feel that and I'm like, I, I am in this part of my life where I need to treasure everything a little bit more than what I used to, you know, um, it's hitting home in a big way. So I'm trying very much to be um, aware of, of being too absorbed in this, like, oh my God, my post wasn't good enough. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the right caption or, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. You know, <laughs> somebody says, well, you said, and blah, blah. okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's, really it's just though. an interesting perspective at, at, at you know, at, at this time of life for me, it's really hit home in the last month for sure. And then my own health, my own health, holy shit. You know, when you're diagnosed with a heart condition, it's kind of like, well, if that doesn't wake you up, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. will. Yeah. Wow. Well, sorry, sorry for the losses you've had. I think I've had the similar thing where I've seen my friends that I've grown up with. I've seen, you know, got their parents get ill or die over the last maybe two years. And that I agree has definitely been a bit of eye open and say, hang on a mm -hmm. minute. I don't need to hustle all the time. It's Instagram, Facebook, whatever will be there tomorrow. There's no rush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. When you the world, go. the world didn't fall apart when you stop posting a little bit. Right. No. Yeah. It goes on. Yeah. And then, and then when people say they haven't got time to track, I just go, look, let me show, let me see your screen time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. 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 I think I've, I've definitely as well, uh, just as Susan said, uh, my own health has, is, is really good right now and I feel great. And I've just been kind of impressed upon to continue that journey as long as I can. And I just want to stay healthy and stay strong. And I want to help the women around me to, to not succumb to the pressure of, you know, you have to look a certain way. You have to um, be happy all the time with what the scale says, because you're not going to be, you know, let's, let's just work on things to make you healthier as you age. Let's make you stronger. Let's, you know, um, I spoke, um, locally recently and, and there's so much basic information just to get out there. Um, people didn't know what I talked about protein and they were like, what, what is protein? <laughs> you know, I mean, it just doesn't, we don't have to go over the top. It's just, let's, you know, try to, hit the basics and get better at that and enjoy it as we go and, and stay well, instead of try to get well, you know, try to get to that yeah. point. It's funny. Cause I think, and especially in our industry, I think there is this thing of, Oh, I need to learn something more 
let me just check out that person and let me just and let me be in 10 Facebook groups and let me follow everybody and I yeah I really enjoyed deleting a whole lot of people over the last two years just because implementation over consumption right yeah mm-hmm. definitely for sure. for sure awesome so ladies as ever it's been like I could just talk to you guys forever um, we need to do it in person sometime. Right. When are you guys coming over, or do I need to come over there? What's the? What's Susan, the... let's go. We'll, we'll we'll plan a road trip. There we go. I'm up for it. Great. I've got a great friend who's in Arizona. Name's Michelle Barnes. You you guys would love her. Um, but I think all of you should come over. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. I am all about. I am all about doing stuff like that. That hey, we hold on. I'm definitely be all about donut before. We talked about this before, didn't we? Donuts. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> I have not forgotten. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> um, Renee, what's your favorite food? Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is probably Mexican food. Ooh. Yeah, that's a winner. Uh, a good burrito. Nice. We, we got those two. Okay. <laughs> Donuts and burritos. We're all great. We're all good. We've got that. I love it. So ladies, just leave one big tip tip for anyone listening back that they can take away and run with it. What's what would be your top one out of this episode? I'd say um, that you are in control of this. You know, sometimes it feels like you're not and you're in and, and we get into that victim mode. So understand that you control the narrative. You control how things are going to go. That's the great news. Right. That doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. That doesn't mean that, you know, everything's going to happen quickly. No, it is going to be hard that we can all agree, you know, and say, yeah, it is going to be hard. But the cool thing is you can still make it happen. And I, and I think we need to believe that. Uh, and, and once you start believing that you control this, instead of thinking you are being victimized all the time, you, you will see things change. But Renee? You know, my tip of advice, I guess, would be to stop trying to look like and do and be like everyone else that you see on social media, in life, wherever that is. Yeah. And um, find your own path. You know, that is, when you, when you just give it time, it takes time to find what works for you. And you just really need to stick with that and find your own way, find your own path. Um, to in, in enjoy it while you're doing it don't make it don't make it so horrible and burdensome Love it. don't have to beat beat it every minute of your life it doesn't have to be every minute of your life but yeah love that enjoy the tip? journey love it thank you ladies what's your you, Greg? me what's your oh tip? lord um i guess the <laughs> thing rome wasn't built in a day but every day they were laying bricks. Yeah, ah, that's great. That'd be my big one. Like, I think people feel like there's this end point they have to get to. And then when you get to the end point, there's always something else. So just keep moving. Um, it's only when you stop that the problems generally arise. And that's what I've noticed a lot with clients lately. It's when they stop doing the things mm. and they get pulled back to their old, their old ways. Because we all have it. We can all say... Stuff it. I'm gonna go have donuts and burritos and just for a whole week, um, and that's your old self often putting you back. But you can pull yourself out of it very quickly. 
and just taking that next step, just lay the next brick and just get moving forward. So that's mine. Absolutely. Wow, there you go. That was awesome. I love it. Um, part five, I'm sure we'll be <laughs> on at some point, but I'd love to have you guys. That would be awesome if you guys came over. So yeah, I think we should talk about it. Renee, you and I need to really chat about that. That would be so much fun. <laughs> I yeah. would love it. Yeah, I'd look after you. Don't worry. I'd even I'd I'd... over. Hey, what? yeah, this would be awesome. It would be. She, she, she and I will chat. Okay. <laughs> we will. Um, for the share this podcast with all your friends and family. Um, I'll put links to how you can find Susan and Renee um, and their awesome content in this Instagram, you name it, everywhere. Um, and ladies, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Greg. You. It was great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.